are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. We are your news now. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming before you in the gathering of the saints this morning as we are going to read your word. Father, you gave us the book of Revelation because it is the most clear interpretation of the future time. Father, you've laid it out in clear words and clear message that there's no confusion of what your plan for us is, what your plan for this earth is, and what the plan for your kingdom that is to come is. And then your kingdom even beyond, we get a glimpse into that today. Father, we pray that your words come forward, that your name is glorified. Anything that is not of you, we pray it falls off of the ears of those who listen. Father, we only have you to thank. You sent your Son, who is fully God, and you've left your Holy Spirit with us. We pray your Holy Spirit gives us the interpretation of your words today, Lord, and that we have a true revelation of our God, who is in heaven. Thank you, Father, for each one who has joined us today. Thank you for this opportunity to broadcast. We do pray that you expand our tent, Lord, that you even bring in the unbeliever, Lord, that we may usher them using your words into your kingdom, Father, that you would use us as your servants. I give you thanks for Jesse. I give you thanks for every single one uh, who is in this fight with us, Lord. And again, we pray, expand our tent that none shall be lost, Father God, even into the darkest depths of this world system. Father, we pray that people will be pulled out. We pray for our enemies today. We pray that your spirit touches them and that your light shines upon them, Lord, and their deception is revealed and they true to the one, they turn to the one true God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Yes, that's right. We are back. It's Revelation Sunday. And Jesse and I are here. Jesse and I are here to be right. part of the blessing of your day. Amen. And I'm so excited. It seems like it's been forever to get through this book, but I'm excited that this is the very last chapter. It is, and there's such great revelation. You know, in chapter 21, we got a picture of the kingdom that's going to come down from heaven to earth, and we just get a couple glimpses in this particular chapter. And uh, man, our God is big, He's mighty. Uh, and we're going to see some hints of that uh, today. Uh, but listen, we're going to do much more than just Revelation today. If you stick with us, and if the Lord allows me, I'm going to share some vision, uh, what the Lord has been showing me uh, over the last few weeks in particular, and really over the last year, and some things that Jesse and I have been talking about when we you know, talk about our personal callings. I'm going to tell you what I think the Lord is doing in my life. And I'm going to ask for your prayers uh, about it and, you know, maybe even to be held accountable. Uh, but we'll talk about uh, the year to come, some vision, and uh, 
what we'll be doing next on Sundays because I have definitely heard from the Lord of where we're going to go. And Jesse does not even know yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> though. And uh, just before we get in to that, I want to oh, thank you kindly, hon. I want to make a, uh, a comment on Joe's sermon last night. Uh, Joe, that was anointed. You were led to those passages for a reason, and I believe that uh, God is putting out that wisdom because we're going to need that wisdom going forward. And I'm not making a correction, but there was one thing that Joe said, Jesse, that I disagreed with. Okay. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Joe, don't be nervous. Trust me. <laughs> so there, there's just one thing, um, because I'm an active learner, I, I love to learn that it's actually one of my hobbies is to learn as crazy as that seems. And Joe had made a comment about, uh, highlighting or underlining in your Bible. I oh, disagree. Well, there Jeff, I have to say that I agree. You so, agree with Joe? I do. Yep. My oldest Bibles are packed full of emphasizing the word that God has spoken to me. I used to do that as well, Jesse. But let me, well, I'm not going to say correct because, listen, I'm just giving you my opinion here. And, and I used to do that a lot. Uh, if the Lord really shines a verse to you or bring, makes it pop out and brings to your attention, that's typically when someone would underline it or highlight it in a Bible. Right. Uh, what I'm going to suggest to you is it's better to write it down. Write it down in a journal. I do both. Uh, uh, yes, and, and that is wonderful. Uh, here's Here's my reason for not underlining or highlighting in your Bible. It's my belief that when you highlight it in the Bible, it stands out to you and it's, you've highlighted it because you've got revelation out of it. But the next time you're reading the Bible and you see that, I think you're just going to be stuck with that revelation that was given to you and you're going to pass by more depths that are in that scripture just by the way we learn. Because you think it's just psychologically, there's this little thing that goes on in your mind that says, hey, I already know that. I've highlighted it. Just food for thought. I'll put it out that, there. That's a very good food for thought. But yeah, mine, mine has ten, tended to be that usually the second time or the third or the fourth time around, the Lord will already be speaking something to me. And then he leads me back to that verse. And then it's like, oh, that's one of my highlighted verses. I've been here before. And as I write it in my journal as well, what was funny is I started to realize, like, I started going back and praying through my old prayer journals. And I started to realize that, like, every year for the past eight years, you know, when a certain time comes, the Lord literally has me in the same verses around the same times of year every single year and it's like wow that's kind of interesting and then I see you know I started to then look at like the time frames 
and the words he was speaking me, to me then and putting everything he was saying about those particular verses together. So it gets very interesting. But yeah, well, and listen, let us know what you think in the uh, in the comments. I don't think that there's any right or wrong. Uh, just interesting perspectives. That's uh, that's all I Absolutely. would like to say. Um. All right. Uh, just and before we get going, obviously we were missing from this particular platform. If you're watching on uh, on YT today, and uh, a lot of people do, a lot of people love the the uh, participation you can do in the chat and things like that. Um, and listen, we we want to stay on this platform. Uh, I'm opening up more platforms. Uh, obviously, you know, Odyssey has been is our main. Uh, video backup because all of our stuff is up there since we've started doing video. It's on yeah. two channels. Uh, if you just search right on radio, you'll see two different channels. They'll be there. Uh, I'm working with someone in our army to consolidate everything and make it super easy for you. And I expect in the next week or two, that's going to be better. But I'm also opening up other platforms. We're actually streaming to uh, Twitch as we speak. We're streaming to uh, full stream still, although we did have some problems with it. It's a great platform. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is when we get our deep Intel shows, I don't think we're going to put them up on here for the time being. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stick with the ministry stuff on this platform and, you know, uh, Podbean will always have everything else. We'll be on the alternative platforms and, you know, we're probably about a month away now from this other platform being launched, uh, Truth Social, and we're going to see what happens there. But uh, when we disappear without notice on here, uh, we don't have any way of telling, you know, the 12,000 people that are currently subscribed to us on here uh, where we've gone. So I think that's just, that's just some wisdom uh, that we're going to handle things that way. So uh, there'll be some temporary uh, not enjoying the chat as much, uh, but I think that's just some wisdom. And uh, Jesse, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I think that that's wise. Yeah. Listen, other channels get away with it. Uh, we don't seem to here. <laughs> I think we're giving out deeper truths than others and we're certainly being targeted. Uh, so Having said that, let's get into Revelation Sunday. Jesse, uh, would you read the first half and then I will follow through? Certainly. Let's see. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb and down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit and yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be upon their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and he will reign forever and ever. And the angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. 
the Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all that keep the words of this scroll. Worship God. Then he told me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magical arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves the practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes the words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. So powerful. Man, you know, it's amazing how few churches teach revelation. And I know that there's some, but if people, if a, if a church isn't teaching this right now, like in these days, in these last couple of years, uh, or in the very near future, I'm telling you, they're doing a disservice to the body of Christ. Yeah. This is the most clear vision of not only the things to come, but what we're seeing here is God himself. We're getting a glimpse of his... Uh, uh, we, do, we don't even have words to describe how big God is. And this just gives us a glimpse. And, you know, when we get into this uh, beginning, I'm going to put uh, my 
what what I see, and uh, you might see differently, and that's okay. Uh, I don't claim to be the uh, the Bible expert of all experts, but in the last chapter, because you got to remember that the book is going chronologically. Yeah. And in the last chapter, we saw the city of he- come down from heaven for the thousand year reign. And then there's the battle of Gog and Magog and the rest of the people who were on the earth who uh, still, you know, were in their flesh suits essentially um, are destroyed. And I, what we're seeing here is what's beyond the thousand years. Yeah. Yep. This is going in to the gates of the Holy city. This is our forever place. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it goes into scripture talks about um, the court, you know, we'll just say the courts of God or, you know, we got to remember that there's a city there and there's different aspects to those city, that city that's mirrored here on earth. And so, you know, this part, um, it, I guess I'll just say the Lord is sharing, you know, those those healing pools and that river of life that flows through there that comes out of, you know, it tells us that there's water that those pools sit in that are part of that Eastern gate. And that flows down then in, into this river. And as it does, it goes along, you know, that river line and there's oaks of righteousness that line it. And those trees Um, as the golden leaves are falling down into that water, that's for the healing of the nations. And, you know, it's just a very beautiful imagery and picture of, you know, that part of God's throne room. Yeah. So there, there is no more sorrow at this point there, there is no, like it, it just, and by the way, it's indicating there are still nations. Yeah you know, I think that's really important. It's, um, and, and we're also going to be working it. We're not sitting on a cloud playing harps, sharing our testimonies. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> God is a worker. He's working to this day and we will be serving him in whatever, yeah. uh, and it hands out according to what we've done in this, uh, this testing ground. And I, I'm, I'm going to assume, uh, what are our performances in the thousand year reign as well? Why would it stop? Right. Right. Um, you know, Jesus is going to mer- measure us on our merits and you know what we do for him. So let's, uh, let's start breaking it down and thank you for that beautiful picture there, Jesse, um, because it's right here. Then the angel showed me the river and the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb. So right there from Mm -hmm. God and of the lamb. So the father and the son down the middle of the great street of the city. How beautiful is this? Mm -hmm. And on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. So in other words, there's a different crop every month. Right. That'll be interesting. (laughs) <laughs> you you eat from it for a, a month and then it switches up and you never know you know i can 
some of the logistics of this, you know, you just wonder if there's going to be like little children hanging out around the tree around the first of every month, just waiting to see what fruit starts to pop out. You know, I think we might be those kids, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, wait, it's starting to bud. There it goes. And my goodness, we've got oranges, <laughs> you know, or what in the world is that fruit? I don't know what that is. We'll let you be well, the official. Well, it's coming from the tree of life, it. so it's everlasting, uh, no matter what it is. But I'll tell you, I'm just betting it is delicious. <laughs> I bet it is, yeah. And, you know, there won't be any more war. So, you know, what happens to all of us who are warriors? We're going to need new jobs. So I think I'm going to put in an official request job that you can be the fruit taster. And <laughs> then you can tell us what it's like, and you're very good at descriptions. Well, yes. Uh, although I've I've been petitioning to be part of the band. <laughs> ah, yes that that's a good job. <clears throat> but listen, whatever God gives me, I will be more than satisfied, as I know you and everyone listening will be. Um, right. And by the way, you know, when I say I want to be part of the band, um, it's not so I can play an instrument for the love of playing an instrument. It's actually so I can have the true gift of worship and be near God. Yeah. That's so it's a real selfish request uh, <laughs> in some, some regard, but listen, that's who I am. God knows I'm thinking it may as well put it out there. Right. And, and the good thing is he who controls the tree controls the fruit as well, Jeff. So, you know, if you're part of the band and you control the fruit, that could be a very, you know, a lot of advantage at that point there. You'll know it, it will never come flying your way because of what you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <So>. No tomatoes. <laughs> uh, there we go. It's funny, I, my mind, when you were talking, I thought, where is she going with this? Am I getting a side hustle in heaven? <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like, hey, be the first one to taste the fruit here, only at Jeff's Fruit Stand. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. My mind just goes there with some of these chapters, you know. Because I want to know, you know, it's kind of cool, though. The Lord threw it um, as I prayed, you know, continue to pray through some of this imagery and stuff. The Lord's always showing me new things. And, you know, as, as a child, I never got to... I mean, I would see angels periodically, but I didn't really get to experience that realm. It was like the Lord always had my eyes on, you know, the enemy's camp. And that's just, you know, I was trained from a very young age. That was where my eyes were supposed to be. And um, so now it's like he's starting to show me his camp. And, you know, I, I never realized how much you know it's like we're not separate from those heavenly hosts like we are all one body in christ yeah. and just like us they have jobs they have things that they the lord's given them to do and they're beautiful things so you know um in one of our past shows um i want to say it's the one with b52 and uh, double D and stuff, but we go into the story about 
when the Lord first pulled me and triple seven into those heavenly um, healing pools. And it was, it was the night before those guys were going to pray for double D for his healing. He had some major health stuff going on and we felt, you know, like that night we had just committed, we were going to pray for him. We didn't expect that the Lord literally was going to pull us into those healing pools. And as he did, you know, we both were sharing this vision of seeing double D in that water. And we saw our angel brethren were ministering over him. And there was a lot of elements that came out, you know, like I could hear the water singing and all of a sudden triple seven said the water's singing. And I was like, it is, you know, like that's how we knew, like we're seeing and hearing and sensing the same things. And, um, you know, later then, or let me finish with that vision. Cause that was really neat. Um, at the end of that vision, I, I told him like, I just so clearly saw that meeting the next day. And I said, triple seven, I said, don't forget the bottle of oil. The Lord wants to place into um, triple or double D's hands, the oil. And he wants to have him go forth. And just as he has received healing, the Lord wants to give him that healing uh, to hand out. And so the next day, you know, they went and they prayed for him. And at the end of that prayer meeting, all of a sudden, somebody handed him the bottle of oil. And it was just as, you know, that vision, just as the Lord had shown. So it was very interesting. And then later, another time, um, the Lord brought me in there. And it was very interesting because I've, I have not seen, I'll just say the only archangels I had seen before that this time was uh, Gabriel and Michael. And all of a sudden I see Raphael. And I don't know hardly anything about him. And yet there he is, he's in the pools. That's like his area of jurisdiction is healing. Like he oversees all the angelic brethren who have that ministry of healing. And as I'm watching, he's standing in that water in the healing pools. And all of a sudden he pulls out these worship flags and he starts to dance and minister before the Lord with those flags. And as he does, that water starts to get dispersed and is flowing out of that temple and down to that river. And it was like raindrops were flying from those ends of the flag. And that was how he was dispersing some of that ministry of healing. And immediately the Lord brought me to those scripture passages where it talks about the people who used to wait for the angels to touch the water and stir the water at Bethesda. And I was like, oh my gosh, it totally makes sense. But you don't, think about those things because the church never talks about it. We're taught that, you know, you can't interact, you can't, you know, um, engage with that spiritual world. And yet we have so much to learn from our 
angelic brothers and sisters who, you know, they have been faithful even through the war to to never cease ministering to the Lord. Like that, they specialize in that. And so like, if we want to learn how to minister before the Lord, it's like, we almost have to observe and come into that fellowship and learn. So it just, it was interesting, but that's what this passage reminds me of is that time the Lord's taken me and shown me those things in the healing pools. What an absolute beautiful picture you just painted, Jesse. And yeah, you know, we, we can go so much deeper in the Lord. And I think the, listen, the, I think the Lord wants to show each one of us these things. It's just, you know, how, how much, are, are we capable of worship and, and to go there? Uh, I suggest if you, pr- the harder you press in, the more success that we're going to have. And I'm speaking to myself as well in saying this, the more we press in God, God meets you, you know, kind of where you're at. And, uh, that's beautiful. And and it goes perfectly with this because, you know, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. So there's nations even at this time, but what, when it says the healing of the nations, there's no disparity between the nations uh, because it can't happen because the, the, the supernatural nature of this place that God has built for us, you know, um, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be there in the city, and his servants will serve him. That's us. And his angels. Yeah. In the next verse, verse 4, I think is one of the most interesting right here. And it says, they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. I truly believe, Jesse, that this is the first time we see the Father's face. Yeah. When we look back at uh, even Exodus, I think it's uh, chapter 33, where Moses, you know, wanted to see God, and God says, well, I'll put my hand over you, and I'll go by, and you'll see my hind, uh, essentially, as he's going away. And the, just the glow that was put on Moses' face, they had to cover him with a veil because people couldn't look at Moses because he right. caught just a glimpse of God the, the Father. And, and we cannot look at the Father. We would surely die. The glory upon him. And I think we don't even, we, we see Jesus certainly in the thousand year reign. Uh, we're with Jesus in the clouds. But I think this is when we see the father's face for the very first time. Hallelujah. And it's interesting with, you know, the last thing that Jesus in his physical life says is father, why have you forsaken me? Which literally, you know, implies that he turned his face away. Yeah. And now there's that turning back of the father's face to his children yeah. So amen. powerful. 
and he and he had to because Jesus had to accomplish the mission. And yeah. uh, you know, God cannot be sin, so God covered our sins and took them and placed them all. And by the way, that includes your sin that you're gonna do even later today, and mine too. You know, it's uh it's hard for us not to sin, but my prayer as always is Lord, let me sin less and less every day. Amen. And his name will be on our foreheads. Now that's a cool tattoo. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Like I just see the breath of God and all of a sudden you've got this tattoo of his name on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. We are set apart. And you know what? I And, and now this I'm going way out here uh, and I won't spend much time on it. But I, I ask God, why are we going to be marked with his name on our foreheads? Hmm. And listen, I and I don't have an answer. I want to be really clear on that. But, you know, common logic and deduction means, you know, the universe is pretty big and all of the universe is open to us at this point, I'm assuming, or universes, whatever, is <laughs> bigger than I can imagine. But I'm going to think that we're going to run into things, people, beings that are also created by God that don't have that on their forehead. Otherwise, why would we be marked with it? I think it goes back to uh, some of the Old Testament passages, particularly um, the kingly commands that were given in seven of the chapters of Deuteronomy chapter 7 through 14, where he commands Israel and he says, you know, write my name upon your foreheads. Um, they were to take these straps of leather and wrap them around their arms. And it implies that, you know, his name is to always be before our faces and before our eyes so that everything that we're looking at um, comes through that lens. Um, what I find interesting about that is that, you know, when you look at the body, um, you know, what is the gateway between our physical eyes and our spiritual eyes? You know, it's that um, the uh, pineal gland. And so literally, you know, his name will be over that. Mm. And um, we'll see with both our spirit and our physical body, which now are one. So I think there's that unifying in the body in Christ that when his name is there, we um, are, are transformed. I'll just maybe put it that way. Our transformed body, which is, you know, both physical and spiritual is sealed and secure and that, that glory of the Lord is always before us and covers us. And, you know, I just had an interesting thought as you were saying that as well, Jesse, because, you know, that's kind of the, the part of the brain that communicates the God module, you might say, uh, that has the antennas and, you know, it's essentially communicating with God right now. Uh, but there's been, you know, the world has tried to put a, a separation between us, but when his name is written there, 
there's nothing in between anymore. Right. Just just a thought. That's a good thought. That's a good one. Yeah. They will need not the light of the lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So this is interesting. So, you know, obviously it's the, it's the eminence of God uh, that his glory gives all the light that we ever need. Um, but it's it's of the Lord uh, rather than saying the Father. And I think that that's really, really interesting. Is this God the Father really honoring the Son and saying, have my glory upon you and uh, you will light up all of yeah. eternity? Which is, it's reverse from how it is now. You know, now we can, we see and uh, can experience with that light because it's like an outside source and it's like we're kind of looking into it. But here it's like the, the spirit of God that dwells within us is going to be so bright that literally it's like that light is allowing us to see from the inside out. So it's going to be a different perspective instead of our eyes like receiving and then refracting. Literally, it's going to be coming through us and we will just see. Wow. Wow, Jesse. That I, I think that was prophetic right there. Honestly, I just I felt I felt those words. That just rang true in inside my spirit. Yeah. And the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. Very important. They're trustworthy and true. These things will come to pass. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophet, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. And, you know, it, well, actually, I'll, I'll wait till we get to specific words. But look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy written in the scroll. And you know what? When you go by God's laws, there are no laws against it. There's no mandate that supersedes God's law. There's no yeah. man's law can ever supersede God's law. It just can't, even here, even now. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, what it stands out to me is that, you know, it is about that law. And his word says that, you know, how do we show that that we love him? It's that we keep and we're obedient to his words. And so it's kind of, you know, bringing us back to that proper relationship, that this is even part of that, that, you know, we are to keep and obey his words above all else. And that's how we, you know, operate within that relationship that we have with him. And, you know, there's an entrusting, you know, that here we have the words of life, and literally they were placed into John's hands. You know, I couldn't imagine being him and having received these revelations. And, you know, at the very end, then he's 
you know, he's had all these revelations and then he receives the scroll, the written copy of, of every part of this. And, you know, as he's holding that scroll in his hands, all he can do is fall down and worship. And what's interesting here is then the angel says, no, no, don't do that. I'm a servant. Right. You know, don't worship me. And by the way, you know, the, like these angels, like the, they're, they're big, they're glorious, they're angelic, you know? Uh, but the angels say, no, 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 don't worship me. And, and also, you know, I, I don't have them, the particular scriptures pulled out, but I know in a couple of spots, you know, the apostles, people wanted to kneel down and worship the apostles. The apostles always said, no, 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 don't worship me. But Jesus, if anyone knelt down to worship him, he accepted the worship. Yeah. He never said, don't worship me. So he was clearly showing he was set apart and he was the son of yeah. God. And yeah, you know, right. it, even it, if he appears to the, the different patriarchs as the angel of the Lord, um, before he came to earth, the same thing. They worship him and he receives that. That's right. Very interesting, yeah. Same God yesterday as today. Yeah. And then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. And I just want to point out here, so a lot of, uh, when we study the book of Revelation, you know, obviously we're comparing to other key passages, Matthew 24, uh, you know, Mark and Luke uh, have similar things, but it's Daniel's 70th week. And when you look at the end of the book of Daniel, and you got to remember some of Daniel was immediate prophecy and some of it was end time prophecy, but the end time prophecy God said to seal up those words because they couldn't understand them. And so it's been unsealed essentially since, uh, you know, first century when John wrote this in what round about 70 AD. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is unsealed for us to understand. And uh, right now I think there's never been a generation before us that uh, can actually see this stuff unfolding. What a blessed time we to be chosen to be alive at this point in time, as crappy as the world looks right now. I'm telling you that we are a blessed generation. Yeah, we certainly are. And so this is interesting because it comes with a little bit of, you know, uh, let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. And you know what, Jesse, I get the vile person, uh, the wrong person, uh, you know, God's just saying, look, if you want to go your own way, go your own way. You're a free will creature. Mm -hmm. But then he says, let the person who does right continue to do right. And he makes a differentiator between yeah. the person who does right and the holy person. He does. What do you see there, Jesse? 
I think it's a difference between just those who choose to do right and those, um, you know, that word holy was often associated with those who were uh, priests ministering to the Lord. And only those who were holy could enter into his presence and minister to him in the temple. So I think it has to do with those who are carrying out their priestly duties and are fully committed to, you know, ministering before the Lord. I, that's exactly the way I interpret that scripture. And look, we, I don't know if we're right or wrong on that. Uh, let's let God speak to your heart. But yeah, I think, I think there's people who accept the free gift of salvation and uh, just go about uh, living a good life. Yeah. And, and that's quite honestly, maybe that's what you're called to do. Maybe, you know, uh, but then there's other people who really want to serve the kingdom. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's the only reasonable deduction I can really come up with there. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. All right. So look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give each person according to what they have done. I am the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. And so this here, again, he's telling us who he is and listen, the gift of salvation doesn't depend on your works. It right. That depends on Jesus' works. But your position in the kingdom, as we go forward, there is a hierarchy. Look, there's still nations. There's going to be, you know, uh, people who are taking care of, we, we know in the, uh, the thousand-year reign, there's going to be people in charge of cities. There's going to be people serving at the banquet. Right. Right. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with serving at the banquet, you know, you're there folks. Uh, you know, I think, I think you'll do it with absolute joy and singing and gladness. Uh, whoever is called to it, maybe I'm called to that. I don't know. Yeah. God will, what God will give us will be fair and just yep. holy Amen. and true. But he is the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning of the end. And, you know, we're, we talked about the book of life uh, several times on this show, Jesse. And, you know, to me, this again, just speaks of the book of life. Uh, everyone starts with their book, with their name being written in the book of life. Names aren't added later. You, you didn't surprise God with a, with a unplanned pregnancy, right? right. Um, uh, and then, oh, please, I forgot, uh, I forgot, uh, you know, this person, so I better write that in. No, 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 no. He knows everyone. It's only names are taken out. There's nowhere in the Bible where it, he's written it in. It's only he's taken it out. He yeah. knows the destination of every single one of you. And his plans for you are good. Turn to him. If you haven't yet, turn to him. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Because, Jesse, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and go through the gates into the city. <laughs> yep. Very and interesting. Out, outside are the dogs, those who... Pre that's such interesting when it says dogs here. 
and I'm and I don't think he's talking about four-legged beasts. Mm-hmm. I think dogs is God spelled backwards. And it's the opposite of God. People who went the opposite way of God. And here's the clue that ties that in, who practice magic arts, Mm -hmm. the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So actively doing falsehood. I'm going out on a limb there with the, uh, the reversal of the word dogs. But yeah. Uh, because I think God loves dogs. <laughs> I do as well, Jeff. <laughs> and, and I actually believe my dogs are going to be reunited with me. Man, they, I hope so. I love my dogs. I firmly believe that. So I I will share a brief story just to reassure people on that. Um, I had two incidences in, it would be like my preteen and then teenage years um but in my preteen years i had a dog that i was very close to and you know my best little friend and stuff and anyway um he ended up being taken away and i knew that they had uh you know put him to sleep and stuff like that and i just kept praying to the lord you know that he would bring him back. I kept hoping that he hadn't been put to sleep and that, you know, at the time, oh, what was that one? Uh, there was a movie that came out with all the an- the three animals, the two dogs and the cat. It's a famous book uh, where they go on this long journey and they they travel this really great distance to find their owners. So I can't remember the name of that book at this moment, but So I kept praying that my dog would come back. So one night, all of a sudden, I, in my dream, the Lord very clearly brought him back and allowed me to give him a hug, to say goodbye and to kiss the top of his head. And I knew he was in heaven with the Lord. And then the second time that happened, it was actually with a little bunny that I had. And... Um, I had gone away for a Israeli worship dance conference for the weekend. She had no health issues. You know, we didn't suspect anything with her health. And uh, in that conference, I was dancing before the Lord. And all of a sudden I saw this scene of him sitting on his throne and she was in front and she always had this funny little thing she'd do. Like she would do this little kick and wiggle her rear end at the same time. And it was just so hilarious because she looked so, so silly when she was doing it. And I saw her doing that before the Lord. And I saw him, he was on his throne laughing and I couldn't help it. Like I had to stop dancing. And then I was laughing too, because I heard the Lord laughing. And anyway, all of that was to prepare me when I got home. She already was, she was gone and the Lord had taken her to heaven. But the Lord had shown me before I got home and discovered that she was gone, that that's exactly where she was. Yeah, and dogs have dogs have a tendency of wanting if they if they're close to their time, they want to pass when their owner is not there. Yeah. And that yeah. happened to me as well. Just terrible, terrible. 
I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I'd just say for the church, even. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So I, God, he is saying, this is God is, Jesus is the word of God. Okay, I want to be clear. So he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the testimony for the church. This needs to be taught in church. Yeah. How are people not going to be fooled by the deception that's coming unless they know what is coming from God? Uh, I would go beyond teaching, Jeff, that it's not just something that needs to be taught. Literally, the verses before, the angel tells John that there are those who are entrusted to keep. And, you know, with that keeping means that you are to release, that you're not to seal up or to hide these words. So therefore, you know, there's a a job that we have to do, you know. Amen. There is. And, you know, listen, when when God says, I, Jesus, basically, I'm telling you this, I gave you this to do this. You'd better do it. That's the way I, that's the conviction I get. And and so what's also interesting is, you know, first it, it talks about the father. We see the father's face and then we see, you know, Jesus lights up all of eternity, essentially this glory. And then we took, we see the spirit. So we, we see the entirety of the triune God here, the Trinity. And, you know, we don't have words to describe how a father, a son, and a Holy Spirit are all one God. We just, we don't have words because it's not something that's in in our realm, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and God the Father certainly is not coming down in this realm. You know, we don't get to see his face until after the thousand years. You know, he's just, I don't know. I guess he's just too big, you know, to do it. But uh What's really interesting here, uh, and I'll just give you an analogy, and this is the only way I can put it into terms that at least I can understand, uh, the Trinity. We are made in his image. Yes? Yeah. Okay. And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. What are we made of? body, soul, and spirit. Right. So that's three different distinctive things in one. That is. If, if you look at me, do you, I'm body, soul, and spirit. You're going to agree yeah. with that. But there's only one Jeff here. There's only one Jesse. You're body, soul, and spirit. So... It, it's it's maybe not the greatest analogy, but how else can I understand a, a, the Trinity other than to look right. at it that way? And obviously, um, we're not made in like to be like the Father yet. We're 
we're that sperm that you know or that caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and you know it's just like there's a process uh but we god says we're made in his image so i believe it but the body soul and spirit that's kind of the way you know father son holy spirit it's mm -hmm. all in one yeah. does that make sense to anyone in the in the chat just curious i oh I tippy says she likes it yeah i think it's you know you're right there's you know i always learned it as like the sanctifying process you know and it very much is like that caterpillar that you know right now we're still confined in that physical body and we haven't experienced that fullness of that transformation yet but we're building up we're constantly moving in that direction there's no other way to go you know that transformation will happen and we will mm -hmm. be in those immortal bodies the spirit and the bride say and who are we we are the bride. We are the bride. So again, we're supposed to be ministering this to the church, right? Who is the church? Right. The church is the congregation. It's when the saints get together. We're doing church right now. We, we don't call right on radio a church, but we're doing church right now. I'm telling you. Yep. The spirit and the bride say, come and let the ones who hear say, come, let the one who is thirsty Come and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. And there's that water again, Jesse. Um, if we want to go into eternity, we need that healing. We need that. Uh, and I, I, I just, ever since you've been talking about the healing pools and stuff like that, I'm starting to see this imagery more and more. Like God's put this in here for a reason. Why yeah. does he say free gift of the water of life? It, it's it's very interesting how deep his word goes, you know, and it all lines up, um, all it of does. it. I guess I don't know what else to say. I'm just kind of speechless at the moment thinking. Okay, about... I got something really good. I got something good, good for you. So your body is made up, they, I forgot the exact percentage, they say 70 percent 75 percent water right right what is water it's hydrogen hydrogen oxygen h2o so right. h squared o so we know what oxygen is we breathe and uh if you you can't burn calories and stuff like that you can't create the energies unless you breathe uh breathe just like a fire a fire will go out if you smother it right our bodies right. kind of work that same way. They're like somewhat of an internal combustion engine, right? We, we burn the fuel, which is our food. So hydrogen, hydrogen, what is hydrogen? Hydrogen is the most powerful element that is known to man. Yeah. The atomic bomb, everyone saw that World War II, you know, Hiroshima, horrific, like it just it just destroyed. And then the destruction went in beyond that because the winds and the poison in the air and everything else. That was an atomic bomb. 
a hydrogen bomb is 1,000 times more powerful than an atomic bomb. That's how powerful hydrogen is. Now listen to this. The amount of hydrogen that is in your body, Jesse, there's enough power to power the United States electrical grid for one day. Just inside of you. That's how much power God has put inside of you. Yeah. Think about that. Great lesson. No, I agree 100%. I think, you know, we're going to be getting into more of that this year, The you know, more of the science with the things that the Lord's spoken in his word and showing how he utilizes all of that. That's right. Oh, God is so good to us, Jesse. <laughs> Honestly. He is so good to us. Yeah. But there's a warning. And he says, I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. If anyone takes the words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll so i have a bit of a funny story for you here and well i don't know if it's funny that's maybe not the same words but i seem to remember something from when i was just very first saved and i want to premise this when i was first saved, I was transitioning away from doing drugs. Okay. So I just want to kind of put that out there. Uh, be, and I say that because I feel like this was a real experience I had, but I'm not sure if it was just a vision. It, it's like the weirdest thing. Hmm. But what it was, was two guys came knocking at my door and they were from the Latter-day Saints. And they said, we would like to talk to you about God. And I was freshly saved and I'm full of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're first, when you're first saved, you see all the miracles happening. God's just like really, really showing him and building up faith. At least that's what he had, did with me. And so I sit down with them at my kitchen table and they have their Bible and they have their Book of Mormon. And I let them talk for a few minutes and I said to them, do you believe this Bible to be true? And they said, oh, yes, we believe the Bible to be true. And I said, no, no, all of it. Do you believe every word of the Bible to be true? Yes, we do. We absolutely believe every word of the Bible is true. And then I brought them to these verses. Hey, and I said, because I pointed to the Book of Mormon there. I said, are you adding a book onto this? If, if the words of this one are true and you've got a secondary book that's helping your understanding of this book, are you adding to this book? And then they left. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'm telling you, I think that this actually happened, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> thing. 
But we'll hope I don't so. want to lie we'll to hope. you as much as I could make that sound like a real story. I think it's a real story. I just don't know. <laughs> we, can, we can put it out there, Jeff, and just say, if you are were one of those Mormons that had that experience with Jeff, please come forward. We would love to hear what happened after that. Oh, Maybe that the Lord be- has brought them back around, Jeff. Maybe they've come to the Lord since then, and that played a part of that. I can believe that that is happening, and they're listening now, even. I can believe that, or listening to this broadcast. Amen. Let the testimony come forward. And speaking of that, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be on God's people. Amen. And I should make a point to say that uh, I think that the King James Version actually has this uh, verse better than the one I'm reading from, which is the Amplified, or the American, rather not the Amplified, the American Standard Version. Uh, The King James Version says all people, not just God's people. And I believe it's God's heart to call all people. So I think if anything, there's a a mistake or a different interpretation. I like the other one better. Yeah. And there's no better day to do that than today. You know, I think... If anything that I've learned, even walking through the darkest part of the of this world, that the Father is always calling us to come. And, you know, I would just encourage anybody out there today that if, you know, if there's been sin in your life, there's been things that have been keeping you from coming into that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ fully, Um, things that have been keeping you from reading your Bible every day or from being in prayer every day with the Lord. Today is the day to make that change and that shift. So maybe, Jeff, if you wouldn't mind, um, let's just open up in a time of prayer. And if you would just say a prayer for those who want to come today, that would be great. Salvation is a free gift. But there is a price. It's a free gift, but there's a price. And the price is you give over the lordship of your body and of your spirit. You're still a free will agent. You will still do things in this world that you have done in this world. But your sins will be forgiven because anyone who has any sin and you could have led the most righteous life in the world, but you told one lie, that's enough that you can't make it into the gates without Jesus Christ. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your life, I want you to pray this prayer along with me. Heavenly Father, I don't fully know you and I don't fully understand these things. But I do understand to really get to know you, I need your Holy Spirit and I need your salvation. And Lord, 
without salvation, without the shedding of your blood, I could never enter into the gates. You, God, came down from your kingdom in heaven. You were born of immaculate conception in a womb. You lived on this earth as a man. You taught us and you left your words and you left your Holy Spirit here. When you died, took all of my sins to hell, left them there and rose again as the perfect Lamb of God. And then you sent your Holy Spirit to indwell in me. So God, I come to you right now. I say I accept that free gift of salvation. I believe your word of God. I believe your words are faithful and true. I believe that the 66 books of the Bible that you have given us are trustworthy and true, and they are your words. So I will make that decision right now, Father, to accept the salvation through the Lamb of God and to now turn away from my old life and begin to walk towards the life you've put before me. I thank you, Father, that you knew me before the creation of time. I thank you that you have called to me. And Lord, you have come down to me. I did not have to reach up to you. I praise your name. And I ask that you deposit a great gift of faith into me. I ask that you place, place a healthy dose of the Holy Ghost inside of me that I may understand your word that I may understand your ways and that I may walk supernaturally apart from the rest of the world and be used in your service. And I pray this in the name of the one who saved me, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God, thank you. And if you have prayed that prayer, you know, we would just encourage that you would reach out message us, let us know that you prayed with us today. And then I would also encourage that you um, join us on Telegram on Saturday nights for the prayer, mm. uh, the Sing and Pour prayer groups. And that's a great place if you're struggling to pray. Um, it's a great place to come together and people of all different, we'll just say prayer, you know, levels. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, how advanced you are, if you're an advanced intercessor or warrior in prayer, or if you're just simply starting out, the Lord wants to hear what you have to say. And we all have words that bring life uh, to others and bear fruit. And so, you know, even if it's just simple, a simple prayer in one sentence, you know, one word, one song, one scripture that you share, um, I would just encourage you to come and be a part of that and, and share and grow in the body of Christ together. That's right. Uh, just, just even reading a simple scripture, 
um, and participating. I think you'll be blessed by it. And uh, I'm glad to see it's growing. Uh, it was super powerful last night. And thank you for all the prayers for us as well and for lifting up the uh, the military analyst as well. He There was a lot of attention to him. And uh, I thank you for that. Uh, I actually didn't vocalize any prayers last night, but I was there for most of it. Uh, my wife and I were were praying alongside of it uh, and alongside of you. And I'll tell you, uh, the two ladies who are leading it are anointed by God to lead this prayer. Yeah. They, Amen. listen, God chose them. It wasn't Jeff and Jesse. God chose them. I believe that in every bit of my being. So thank you to watching all and to Shiloh. Yes, thank oh. you. All right. Um, Jesse, that we've gone a little bit longer. I don't know if we want to go into the whole vision thing at this point now. Maybe we can save that for beginning of next week and Yeah, maybe we'll start off the uh the broadcast next time with it because I want to get into some detail and and also where uh where I think this year is gonna go. Um I'll I'll give you a spoiler alert. For you, it's good news. For for the bad guys, I think there's going to be a lot of death coming. But I will reveal where we're going next. And actually, this probably ties in really well. So if you want to know what God has been ministering to me uh, or what's going to happen uh, this year, well, this book that we're going to go to next uh, by the way, we would we will do a show that re, uh, just kind of summarizes uh, Revelation because we said we'd do that. However, after that, Jesse, we're going to go to. Are you ready? Yes, I'm totally ready. The Book of Acts. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that book. Um, one of my favorites. And why? Because I think we're entering that time once again. Uh, I do not believe that we are going to see a revival. I do believe we're going to see restoration. And the restoration is of the Acts Church. Yeah. And I think it's starting right now. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think the Lord is raising up that last day church. And so I'm excited to get into that and read those scriptures and talk through those, those passages. That's going to be a great study. And just because, you know, I'm going to make one comment. I see things are headed only in one direction. And that is that the glory of God is going to be revealed. So Jeff, I'm going to put something out there that I think this study in the book of Acts is going to be even more powerful than the book of Revelations because with it comes the release of God's glory to his people and the living out of the faith that we are to walk in in these last days. That's right. So we have the revelation of where we're going. Now we're going to get the power to Amen. go that way. <laughs> and I'm believing it um, won't have to be laying on of hands. No, no, no. You're healed. Keep going. Amen. 
<laughs> yeah, I get excited. Yeah. I get super excited about it, about, you know, the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. So I can't wait. It's coming. Well, so, well, I don't want to delay. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have to do the summary of, uh, of the book of revelation in between Sundays. Cause I'm kind of excited to jump into acts as well. So <laughs> maybe we'll even do a bonus show this week. Or we could do brief summaries, like at the beginning of each of the acts shows, cause it kind of connects. It does. It does. Um, you know what? I, I think I think in about a half an hour I can summarize and give the validity to our the way we've presented revelations to be as close to the truth as uh, as any other study out there, and to actually uh, demolish some of the other theories out there. And I think it's real easy to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. About especially about, you know, the tribulation and when the Harpazo takes place and all that stuff, uh, just to really reiterate the order of revelation. And it's just, it's simple. God put it <laughs> into an order and he, and he not only did that, but he did it through his apostles as well. And he solidified yeah. everything and it lines up even with the prophets, uh, the foretellers, you know, going back to Daniel and everything else. So, um, I think that it'd be fun. And then we can give maybe a vision statement. Uh, we talked a little bit about strategic development that last Sunday. If you didn't hear it, it was a pod bean only because we weren't on here and, uh, and we're actually doing more and more of these pod bean only shows cause they're fun and we're unrestricted and, and yeah. it's actually even easier. So I don't mind doing bonus videos cause it's, uh, or bonus shows because it doesn't take you know four hours after the show and post-production and you know mm -hmm. rendering videos and all that stuff but uh but we'll we also do need to give some vision because it includes you and how you can walk with us in even a greater capacity and uh be in service to god not in service to jesse or jeff uh in service to god but walking with us and serving alongside yeah absolutely all right. Well, we will leave it there. And uh, sorry to say we're going to do something and then not do it, but I don't want to, I want to respect your time and I don't want to make this a two hour show, which it would be if we went there. So I guess let's just, <laughs> let's just do this then. Remember, love your God. You're commanded to love your family. Yeah, you're supposed to do that too. Honor your father and your mother, your family. Love your neighbor. Jesus said we got to do that as well. And one of the reasons we're going to be going to Acts, because Acts implies action, and that implies you will make a difference in your community.